No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. Any kid who ever had a baseball glove or a softball glove knows that it is much more than just some leather stitched together. It represents something in a way that few objects can. And that relationship between ourselves and our baseball gloves is the subject of a new book by Professor David Jenneman. He is the dean of the Honors College at the University of Vermont. And his new book is The Baseball Glove, History, Material, Meaning, and Value. And Dave, uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks, Jeremy. It's great to be on with you. I got I to gotta tell you, I'm jealous uh, because I, I think this is just a, a tremendous idea. Uh, the execution, terrific as well, but it, a, a tremendous idea because the glove is one of those objects. And as everybody knows, the last 15 years in the publishing industry, there have been objects that have become the subjects of books and dissertations. And we try to find uh, meaning in the universe through uh, whether it's salt or something else. Uh, but the glove does have this unique place in our hearts and our souls, particularly as Americans. Um, what does the glove mean? Oh, my goodness. I, I think that's what I, I loved about working on this book uh, so much is that the more I, I looked into the cultural history of the glove, the more meanings it took on. Uh, so when I started, uh, I expected that what I discover is what I had always understood about the history, that when players adopted baseball gloves in the later part of the 19th century, that they were teased for being unmanly or for being sissies. Um, and while I certainly found a lot of that rhetoric in the historical material, what I also found was a lot of dialogue about um, how it was changing the competitive nature of the game, how uh, it could be used as uh, a, an economic item, um, how it uh, was you know, making the game either better or worse. Uh, and it really became a, a, a book about how a single item um, represented a lot of ideas America has about itself with regard to industry, with regard to ritual, with regard to, to masculinity and gender. Um, and it, it, it ended up uh, being a book about as much about what we think of ourselves as it was about a piece of equipment. We're speaking with Dave Gentleman about his new book, The Baseball Glove, History, Material, Meaning, and Value. And why, why do we feel this connection um, with a glove, for instance, in a way that we don't with, you know, our, our pair of spikes or cleats or or our bat, although I guess in the age of the aluminum bat, the bat has some meaning, too, and they have uh, they last longer. But but what is it about the glove and the feeling that someone has when they when they hold a glove that is truly theirs? I, you know, it's funny. I think it it is the. Uh, you know, there, there's some of it that has to do with the, the passing of generational knowledge. So if you think of uh, who gave you your first glove, it was likely a parent or a grandparent. Um, and and they probably had a story uh, of of their own first glove. And so there's a way in which, you know, uh, uh, historical memory gets passed down with it. Uh, there's also this sense in which the breaking in of a glove uh, is, becomes a, a, a ritual celebration of the game. Um, but 
when I talked to people about the book uh, uh, and told them what I was writing about, inevitably I would get a story from mm-hmm. someone. And everyone I talked to had a different take on why the glove was, was meaningful to them. Uh, and every one of them uh, had a story about where their, their glove was or their father's glove or their mother's glove in some cases uh, was in their house um, and or how it had gone missing and how it was this, this big hole in their life to not have this thing anymore. We're speaking with Dave Jenman again about his book, The Baseball Glove. A- and the glove uh, does occupy this kind of mythic place in our society. And it's, you know, it's it's um, an essential tool when you're playing the national pastime. And baseball is uh, poetic uh, and its connection to us as a country, as a uh, a frontier country and a country of immigrants and a, a rural country that's been urbanized. The baseball is a prism through which we see so much of American history. Uh, is the glove just a uh, a component of that? Is it is it is it just part of that kind of myth of America that we think of when we think of baseball? Um, it's certainly a metaphor for it, Jeremy. Uh, I think that one of the things I was I was curious about was how a lot of the rhetoric uh, about masculinity was uh, uh, getting codified in the late 19th century by people like Teddy Roosevelt, uh, who gave a speech called The Manly Virtues and Practical Politics. Um, and it's at that moment that the glove is also coming onto the scene in baseball. And if you look at how the glove is being talked about and um, you know the the idea that you would uh, just simply uh, take the punishment of baseball without having this piece of protective equipment um, and then map it on to some of the things people were saying in the political register about what the manly qualities of Americans were um, they 're one and the same uh, and so uh, I thought it was fascinating to see how um, these two things, the one seemingly insignificant, a baseball glove and the one having to do with how America was fashioning itself as a world power were um, analogous to one another. In today's America, where baseball has become increasingly a sport that requires um, a certain amount of affluence or it doesn't require, but we see that um, even in a sport where the equipment isn't supposed to be very expensive, the kids who get expensive coaching and the kids who can afford expensive equipment like high-end gloves and high-end bats and who can afford to travel, um, to play at the top level. You know, is the glove also now becoming a metaphor for, um, for the ways in which baseball isn't accessible the way it used to be? Uh, Certainly. And so one of the interesting things about about baseball gloves is that although it represents a um, distinctly American object and an American piece of sporting equipment, um, only something like two tenths of of one percent of all baseball gloves are manufactured here, and the ones that are manufactured in America start at about two hundred dollars and go up from there um, so while it 's possible to buy an inexpensive baseball glove um, if you 're buying one that has the cachet of being an American glove you 're essentially committing to a pretty expensive proposition to play the game uh, and one of the things I track in the book is how players in other countries um, have taken on a lot of the ingenuity that we saw in the early days of the baseball glove where, where players were essentially inventing them out of things that 
pre-existed um, and doing that now. So I talk about how Mariano Rivera um, uh, relates a story of fashioning a glove out of a cardboard box. And uh, in Japan, after World War II, players would make gloves out of fish skins. So, mm. so that kind of uh, uh, ingenuity that we often associate with you know, a certain American quality is being picked up as other countries around the world pick up baseball. Yeah, I've covered baseball for a long time. Uh, Dave, and we're speaking with Dave Gentleman, who is the author of the baseball glove. And I, I'm trying to think the only times that where a glove was really part of the story, I remember going to the Dominican Republic in 97, you know, seeing kids on the street playing with baseball gloves that were fashioned from milk cartons. And I remember around that time in the baseball playoffs, Walt Weiss, the veteran shortstop, I think at that time he was playing for the Braves and he had some huge game. He might have stopped the Astros in the playoffs. It's all, it's, it's kind of vague to me now with, and he was a glove man, you know, an incredible glove man. And I think he had a name for it. It was like the octopus or something like that. His glove is, is there, is there a single glove that occupies, um, a, an honored place in, in baseball history that, that is kind of the glove? I don't know that there's a single glove, uh, but certainly, um, I think the, uh, the, the, the glove that Wilson developed in the 1950s, the A2000, mm. uh, is really, uh, indicative of, of a transformation in, in both the glove and the game. So if you look at gloves prior to the 1940s, 1950s, they kind of look like a human hand as if the human hand was a big pillow. Um, you know, they've, they've got recognizable fingers, but the fingers are separated. Uh, they might have a rudimentary webbing. Uh, and in the 19, 1950s, Wilson uh, took that thing that looked like a human hand, turned it about 45 degrees on its axis, and created the glove that we know today. Mm-hmm. You can still buy an A2000 in the sporting goods store. Um, and it really transformed the, the nature of, of what the glove was all about. Um, and if we think about how the game has changed in 100 years, um, where, uh, you know, it used to be fairly common to see five, even 10 errors in a game at the turn of the 20th century, um, the average major league team makes about a half an error a game now. Uh, and you can attribute a lot of that to the glove. The glove has made a big difference, and the glove is the subject of Dave Gentleman's new book, The Baseball Glove, History, Material, Meaning, and Value. Dave, thanks so much for joining us here in The Sporting Life. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. It was great talking to you. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.